We're good? We're recording? We're recording. We're recording. All right, guys. Uh, tonight's episode of Whiskey Babble brought to you by audibletrial.com slash whiskeybabble. Uh, go there for over 180,000 times. Matt, how many is that? 100. And 80,000. 180,000. Uh, titles to choose from there. We're also brought to you by uh, Mamuch Jiu-Jitsu, um, spelt M-A-M-U-T-E-B-J-J.com uh, for the American. You guys can go there and check it out. Uh, if you mention Whiskey Babble, when you go into the academy, um, Bruno, the head instructor, will give you a week for free to try it out. It's a pretty good little deal. Um, tonight's guest is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? Talk, talk, let's get the mic a little bit. How's it going, Jake? Thanks for having me here. So we're going to talk right into there. Gotcha. Oh, Perfect. God. Can you hear him all right? <laughs> Can you guys hear me? About? Yeah. When you grab it, don't grab the actual microphone. I oh. didn't. I was trying to move it. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <clears throat> so Kevin's our guest tonight. He's actually from my Jiu-Jitsu Academy. Um, I had him on because he's a small business owner, but then he started telling me some crazy ass stories and I was like, okay, we got to have this guy on. Um, so ladies and gentlemen. Whiskey Babble. You are now tuned to Whiskey Babble. So, <laughs> hey Kevin, how's it going? Good, not too bad. <laughs> All right, so tonight's whiskey um, I actually purchased because I saw it and it looked freaking badass. It's called War Eagle. Kentucky Good. straight bourbon whiskey, <laughs> special reserve small batch. Is it made with real eagles? Wait till you guys hear this description. I was going to say something to you earlier. Here's the description. From legend long ago. <laughs> Already good. Already. Jesus. War Eagle Kentucky Straight has stood the test of time. It's still produced with the same time-honored recipe and patient care to achieve tavern strength character with great depth of flavor and a wonderfully smooth finish. Wow. Small no, batch. smooth. Very nice. Special reserve. Yeah, don't be scared if you want some more now. Okay? No, you can, please. You can have some more, brother. Nobody's, nobody's stopping you. <laughs> sure, you can stay here as long as you want. No, yeah, I like you're, it. Good, you're good stuff. Good to go, we'll man. party it out. So, um, Kevin trains jiu-jitsu with me. Um, he's a purple belt also. He um, is a fine, fine gentleman with many great watches. He has a lovely watch collection. <laughs> And um, I don't know if you guys... Nice. His watch game is on fleek? Dude, on point, wow. bro. On point. He's only wearing a Brightling right now. Don't worry about oh, it. Like, this, this is my daily. Oh, okay. His daily driver is a, my daily. a Brightling. But, um, I have a Citizen. <laughs> no, good good watch. The Echo Citizen. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I have. Yeah. Yes. And you know I've what? had this thing for years. It's Kevin great. reminds me They're of They're very this. reliable. Mm-hmm. You know what I got as a wedding present from my dad? What'd you get? I got my grandfather's gold long jeans. Oh. Dude. The, um, manual wine? Yeah. Vintage, vintage. They're about it was, go for it. Mid sixty. Uh, this one was late fifties. Oh, even better. It was no, either, no early fifties because wow. my dad was born in fifty five, and this was his my grandfather's nice. wedding present from my grandmother. Oh, that's nice. So my dad gave it to you. Got to bring show me. Yeah, I'll bring class. it to you, dude. Um, leather strap or no gold. It's oh, all gold. Nice. They had all the gold refinished. Had uh-huh. a new lens put on it. Um, new. Um, New crown, nice. everything. It's it's styling. It's dude. worth something. Yeah, you can't find it. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell yeah. it though. In a million, you cannot years find because it. Because it's jeans are good. Honest, Very good, good company. Yeah. Um. So Kevin, I wanted to have him on the show because he's a small business owner. We'll get into that eventually. Um. But first off, you emigrated, correct? Yes, emigrated uh, from Vietnam to America, 
1979. Now, what was going on in Vietnam at that time? Uh, well, you know that we lost the war, um, 1975. Mm -hmm. um, communists took over Vietnam, so our family um, stayed in Saigon. We uh, moved um, from, from Vietnam to America, well, escaped, first of all, by boat. Escaped by boat. Escaped wow, uh, by wow. boat. Um, my parents was uh, one of the first um, generation to escape by boat because um, in 1979, um, it wasn't a big wave of immigrants leaving yet. More of your 1981, 82, 83. That's when a whole bunch of people are, are leaving. So it was very scary because you don't know if you're going to make it or not. Um, most people, they just don't make it. Either they get attacked by pirates, um, Thai pirates. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, at sea, because uh, they know that all these people, they're, they're leaving Vietnam. They're going to bring gold, jewelries, diamonds, uh, and they, they hide it in the, the kids' either if it's a ring they put in the kid's penis oh wow uh and then some of the women they put it you know they hide it in there wow whatever wow yeah and wow. then uh, the wow. pirates know this so <laughs> they would look for uh these ships out in sea and they would come and attack you know rape the woman kill the guys burn the boat and some boats are never <laughs> to be heard from again wow um so that's on our mind but then i was like seven years old so i didn't really think of much but it was scary. It was very scary. And now you were telling me too about um, like getting shot at and stuff yeah. like that as well. What was that? <laughs> we um, it was in the middle of the night when we uh, left the port, and you can only go so far before the patrol. Um, was was Vietnam? Were they trying to keep you in the country? Yeah, they they were, but they were trying to stop you if you leave. But then if you go past a certain point out in the middle of the ocean, they'll let you go because they figure either you're gonna die or you're gonna get attacked by pirates. So it's just right so off, it's like, basically. Yeah, but they did, they chased after us and shot us with, with uh, AK-47. <laughs> yeah, so it's in the middle of the night, pitch black. You hear gunshot, everybody's below the deck, screaming, you know, but, you know, crying kids, women's all freaking out, uh, getting shot at, but uh, apparently nobody got hurt. Uh, we, we left and they, they stopped shooting us. And we drifted at sea for a good, I'd say about a good month. Where was your food coming from and everything? We had a small supply. Um, Fishing not, and not stuff? A lot, not a lot. Uh, orange, a little bit of water, enough to get us by. But after the end of like 30 days, we ran out of water, ran out of food, nothing. And um, our engine uh, died, no gas. <laughs> so oh my God. we're just adrift out of no, in the middle of nowhere. And um, Taking a drink. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, we got caught in the middle of this uh, sand dune in the middle of the ocean because it was low tide. And um, our little boat got stuck there. And um, How many people were on your boat? Let me see. I'm trying to remember. Like um, 30, 30 something. Okay. I don't know exact. How big, how big was the boat? I don't know. if you, Did you already say Yeah, uh, Boat size. You're looking about maybe 32 footer, 35. Okay. Wow. Biggest. It's not big. No, and not you have a all. whole bunch of people on there. I yeah. mean, it's just crazy. And the boat is like very, I'm talking about like old. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're sitting there, everybody's praying. Either we haven't had water in like two days. So everybody's like dehydrate, waiting to die basically. Just yeah. praying, um, very hungry. And um, people are just passing in and out of, of consciousness. You know, they're hallucinating because it's, it's just crazy. And um, on the third day, um, a, a Malaysian fishing boat um, from a far distance spot us and um, they start coming closer and oh my god I was like you don't understand 
<laughs> when you see well did like you know that, that there were pirates or but you didn't lucky know. we didn't meet any pirates but we're from a distance when we saw the boat coming we were i mean we're you happy know and scared the, you didn't know who the people were yeah, on the boat happy because so. hey there's somebody else that can come by and give us food and water but scared at the same time like what if it's pirates mm-hmm. you know um but thank god they were fishermen malaysian fishermen and um gave us water gave us a fish you know food and then from there they called the 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 Malaysian uh, Patrol Coast Guard, and um, they came in and started transferring uh, people aboard to a bigger ship. Wow. Sent us to Bula um, Bidong, uh, which is a, a refugee camp. And that's where all the, you know, um, escape prisoner, you know, asylum, they, they stuck us there mm-hmm. uh, in this refugee camp. I was there for 11 months. Um, it was pretty uh, pretty interesting there. Well, how did you eventually get to America? Uh, my uncle went to school in um, the U.S. in like he left in 1968, um, and he lived in Pomona at the time. And um, we got in touch with him. He sponsors to uh, America. Oh, okay. So when I first came, I landed in Pomona, the U.S. Wow! Thank God it's Cali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have landed in Texas or some shit. <laughs> right, Alabama, Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, drinking moonshine, which is not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so how how far is you know forgive my poor geography I went to American schools um, how far is Malaysia from Vietnam it's not close it's uh, it's down south south east I mean it's far away oh okay it's far so away. Yeah, it's not like you're mindlessly floating no it's nowhere. not like next door neighbor okay no, no. Um, but the, the cool thing is um, luckily I didn't fly Malaysia am I right <laughs> Never mind. But um, the cool thing is, never uh, mind. Ah, too soon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Way too soon. I remember um, when I first first time I saw a big seven forty seven. Back then it was Pan Am. They're out of business now. But um, when I saw the airplane we're about to board, you don't understand. For for a seven year old looking at something like that, it's just amazing. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Sure, you're terrified, right? We're like, oh my god, I get to go on this, and then um, coming to America, getting on the freeway, um, all these cars. I'm just like man. Yeah, there's um there's a f- author named Brett Easton Ellis, and he wrote um, American Psycho. I don't know if you know the book American Psycho. No, I, I, I know the movie. Did, you, did anybody? Yeah, well, it's based off of his book. Based, okay. And he wrote quite a few books, and he wrote this book called Less Than Zero, and uh, it there's was a movie about that, right? Yeah, with Robert Good Downey movie. Jr. Yep. And that was actually the movie that got Robert Downey Jr. into drugs. It's a mm. different story. Yeah. But um. Keep six inches from the mic. It's being weird. Thank you for reading that out loud. Sorry. <laughs> well, I can't. It's dark. I can't see what you're telling me to do. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So is it better now? That's fine. <clears throat> okay. So, um, yeah. So he wrote the book Less Than Zero, and they made a movie out of it. And Robert Downey Jr. was a method actor. So he was actually doing drugs, drugs. because in the movie he was a drug addict yes. and whatever. Good movie. But Great there's movie. the intro to the book, and this sparked me to say that, was he says – you don't know fear until you're trying to merge onto a freeway in California and like, ne- like never driving before or anything. He oh, goes, yeah. that's what fear is. Like if you've never done it before, it's like, <laughs> no, no shit. It, it makes awesome. sense. Isn't man. that the truth though? It's like, like Brett Easton Ellis, like you guys would love him because he writes a lot about like, because he grew up in Hollywood. So he writes a lot about like the Hollywood lifestyle. It's a really trippy shit. But um, yeah. So what, what was like life? <clears throat> what was life like in Vietnam compared to life li- life in America? What like like what were you living in in Vietnam? Compared well, to- thank God, um, in Vietnam our family is pretty well off, so we live in the city. So you have to have money to live in the city. Otherwise, you'd be out in the countryside farming, you know, rice paddy. 
um, we have business in Vietnam. We have a bus, a bus business. We have um, a taxi business, newspaper business, and a mechanic shop. Then why did you want to leave? It sounds like your family was doing all right. Um, what it is is it doesn't matter what you have in Vietnam. Like, you know, financial success um, is still a communist country. Mm-hmm. It's still going to give you a hard time. Um, plus, um, we want to go to America because you know land of opportunity. You can be free. And my um, my uh, grandfather is uh, very um, anti-communist, and my dad. Because mm-hmm. they serve in the war, the southern, um, I mean, southern um, Vietnamese army uh, fighting against the, the Viet Cong, so they don't like communism. So we hmm. had to leave. Interesting. Yeah. Now, do you? So you were seven at the time, and that was in sixty. This, this is seventy nine when I left. So you would have been born kind of at the end of the war. I was born before the war. I was before born like nineteen seventy one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but I'm saying like to kind of what you remember though. Yeah. Like, at the points where you could remember, it would have been towards the end of the war. Now, do you remember any? I hear, like, I don't remember it vivid, but a lot of, um, you know, like, uh, bombs and going off and stuff. You know, a little chaos, because we stay in the house, mainly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you're in the city, too. We're in the right? city, yeah. yeah. Um, but you can hear, like, shooting, you know, bombs dropping off. It's, it's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. You might be our most, like, in-depth guest that we've ever had. <laughs> but, um, but, man, I'm telling you... I, just, just get a chance to. That's why I, I don't take anything for granted. I love being here in America. Um, it's, it's, it's the best. I, wow. I can't complain. Isn't it crazy to hear? Like, I can't complain. Yeah. You know, for since like we take certain aspects for granted. I'm telling you, absolutely. We yeah. on a daily basis, we we're, we're spoiled as a citizen here. Um, people like you go on social media. Everybody's complaining about stuff here and there on Facebook or whatever. But man, it's nothing. It's nothing. You know, other people in other parts of the world. Um, war-torn country, um, it's not fun. Wow. No freedom. You can't, th- I'm telling you right now, life right now, I can't complain. Work is right down the street from jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And after jiu-jitsu, go straight to Huntington, you know, nice breeze by the water. Chill. <laughs> I can't complain. I mean, you know, I right? love it. Yeah. yeah even if, if, it's, if it's my bad day, I get to go to uh, Mamuch jiu-jitsu and roll with there our buddies. Go. It's the best. No stress. So, you know, and now you were starting to tell me too how coming to America and then you got into jujitsu, right? Well, not not coming to America first. Um, I got a lot of fighting problem when I first went to school in America. Okay. <laughs> now, what was it? Because you were different. Yeah, no, because when we're in like grade school, like uh, first grade, second grade, you know, because you're you're Asian, you get the typical, you know, um, bullying from white kids. Sorry, guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. numbered in this room, boy. <laughs> <laughs> back, back then, you know, you're the only like Asian in Pomona because there wasn't a lot of uh, Asian people. Oh yeah, and, Pomona uh, especially. Yeah, and uh, you go to school and they just pick on you and you know, because you're, you're different and, uh, and I couldn't understand them and they couldn't understand me and I just know that they're teasing me and then we get in a fight. So I'm always at the principal's office when I was young. Uh, and they get home, get beat up from uh, my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know nonsense back yeah. then, man. My dad's like, no, you be good. You go to school, and there's no fighting. But there's a lot of fighting back then. And um, as I get older, you know, you learn to uh, wise up and, and uh, not fight. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. Especially nowadays. You know, it's funny. My dad tells me about fighting. And he goes, yeah, back in the day, um, you know, when I was your age, he goes, you got in a fight. You two duped it out so there's mm-hmm. an obvious winner. And then you went on with your life. Yeah, that, that was there's it. no grudge. There's no coming yeah, back. Nothing. Or there's no hunting yeah. you down to your house. And yes. you know whatever. He goes. Now it's like fuck, man. He goes. You have to worry about getting stabbed, getting shot, them following you to your house. Now you don't fight with one guy. You fight with like a couple of them. Uh, all of his friends. You know, their friends <laughs> yeah. jump in. They they soccer kick you. You don't pay attention. So it's like, 
you know, it's too too dangerous nowadays. What um <clears throat> now what did you do once you came to America? Like what did you how was life after school and everything? What um grew up in uh Santa Ana. Okay. From Pomona, moved to uh, Santa Ana. Um and then um Santa was okay. Um a lot of gangster. Um went to seven, middle school there and then from there went to Costa Mesa High School because I was a skateboarder. Yeah, skater. Still skates, man. Still skate. No, still skates. Still skate. Shreds, dude. Uh, no, not not like before. But uh, I love it. Uh, I, all my white guys were, were my skater friends, you know. And um, because of Costa Mesa High School, love love that school. <laughs> and then after that, college is Cal State Fullerton, you know. Okay. Study marketing, and after that, uh, moved to Boston, and uh, and opened my my uh, first furniture store. Now, what yeah. what caused you? What made you want to do furniture? Well, I, I grew up because my father um, was in furniture since uh, coming to America. Because all his, um, I guess, all his friends from Vietnam that was in the Navy, mm-hmm. one guy started a furniture store, and then he empl- employed all his army friends. So they all opened stores, and my dad learned from them. And then growing up, I was, you know, delivering furniture for my dad, and that's what I knew best. So. After Cal State Fullerton, I just went to Boston because my uncle lives over there, mm-hmm. and um, and opened a, a furniture store. My my grandfather was an upholster. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. In, in the in the f- like shit, he came he came from communist Romania. Oh Romania. Yeah. Wow. So um he came from there, and uh, yeah he started his furniture store in the twenties. Oh wow. And it was an upholstery shop, and they did pretty well. Like. You know, he he believed in like kind of like a barter system stuff. Yeah. So he would do jobs for silver uh-huh. and like or do jobs for you know nice. gold, whatever people could afford at the yeah. time. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, it's it was like a that that different generation. It seems mm. to be like a um, it's dark. I can't see. It's <laughs> it's, it's my wife. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it seems to be like with that generation, furniture seems to be like uh-huh. the the kind of route to take you know upholsters you don't hear about upholsters no, anymore man they don't it's, exist it's like you don't see a lot of them <laughs> yeah but like having a successful upholstery business okay so you went to boston you started your business in boston and then what made you come back to california well when i went to boston it was only a supposed to be a five-year plan um and then things were doing well so we decided to open another store you still go back sometimes don't you right weren't you just back there recently i was back there i li- back last year yeah and i just moved back for good because my wife was still back there oh, okay. so i moved her back here now okay so we won't probably be back there for quite some time mm. yeah and then open a second store and open a third store and i was there for 15 years i'm like dang <laughs> i go nope that's enough and then um when the housing market crashed in fourth quarter 07 um man it was bad People are underwater. They're they're giving houses back to the bank. Yeah, I can't case. imagine a furniture business is real so bad. Nobody's buying furniture for their houses. Yeah. Basically. Your sales is like cut in half or more. Like oh yeah, yeah. I, I would think more than that. Oh more. And I had three business running and all this spent expense going on. And mm-hmm. I go, you know what? I'm gonna, I can't leave right away because I had leases. So they'll go after me. So I had to wait until I write out the lease. Uh, and finally, I closed the store in January of 2011. Okay. Yeah. And the then, one in Boston or the one in all in Boston. The all last store. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And then moved back here in 2011. So it's been four years now, back in Cali. Wow. Yeah. And then when did you open up? Uh, it's Roma Furniture. So yes. everybody's listening. R O M A Roma Furniture. Roma. What? Um. So when did you open Roma Furniture? Roma. Uh, it's been in California for about 25 years. Um, it was first under my dad, and then when um we were at the old location on State College. Yeah. Um, they had construction going on, so my dad retired, closed the business down, and then I 
opened the new Roma um, in Placentia and took the name and took the same phone number because um, we have a large clientele and it opened in uh, mid of March of this year. Okay, and that's yeah. the that's the one you're talking about off of Orange. Yeah, Orange Thorpe, uh, right? Three hundred East Orange Thorpe um, Avenue in okay. the city of Placentia. And what, uh, like, what? I guess my question is like, what? Being a furniture, a small business store owner in a furniture business, when you're competing with these large companies like what, like Daniels and yeah. stuff like that, Daniel what? What keeps you uh, like isn't, thriving? Isn't Daniels a jeweler? We um, no, Daniel Daniels is a big furniture where you can like lease furniture, right? Daniel, Daniel. I mean, it could be both. Pretty sure Daniel could sells be, jewelry. There's probably more than one Daniel. Yeah. Well, there's the Daniels. Well, there's one by my parents. That's why it's a massive store. Oh, okay. And they, they're huge. And they sell not up on too. I'm not up on the furniture. Appliances, too. Yeah, and, they and, appliances and, and they're everything. big because you can lease your furniture from yeah. them. But you know what? When you lease so it. So they're big with certain cultures. By the time you finish paying for it, it's like you're paying three times the amount. Oh, my right. God. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like sure. Aaron's like yeah. furniture. Like, same thing. It's yes. like a PlayStation 4 for like 50 bucks a month for like 200 yeah. months. They charge you two hundred months. months. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I uh, actually I like being near or or let's say if a customer shop at the big store. Um, big stores they don't give away free delivery. They don't give away free sales tax. They charge really? for everything um, because the salesperson works on commission. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to give you a discount. Um, with me is I'm there. It's my store. So if you come to my store, I'm going to do whatever I can to earn your business. So I'll pay the sales tax for you. You get free delivery. The price itself is less than your big store competitor. And it's the same exact furniture. Hmm. As long as you know what you want, get the name and get the model, I'll save you a lot of money. And that's, that's why. There it I, is. I, I a, lot of ear, a lot of ears perked in this garage. Yeah, I, I picked the big store mm -hmm. apart because the, the style that I choose, um, it's kind of like a guerrilla warfare. <laughs> we don't fight head to head. We shoot them from a corner or a bush and we run away. <laughs> <laughs> and they run away. Yeah. You know? I love it, bro. Yeah. It's so, the same mentality. So what are the hurdles and benefits to having your own small business? Uh, the best thing is I get to make up my own time. Let's say I don't have to be there on time. If I'm late, who's going to do what? So what? Uh, <laughs> That's um, the dream. I love it. And then, and then let's say, Figure it out. Let's say, um, uh, I mean, what of are you course gonna you do? have to Fire do customer me? service yeah. and all that. But, but let's say sometimes um, I want to go to lunch. Um, do you have any employees? I have a couple employees. Okay. Yeah, but I'm very flexible with my employees because it's like if I work with somebody, they want to be treated like the way I want to be treated. So my employees, I let them know what needs to be done. If they're finished early, they either go home or they can go to sleep in the back, do whatever they want. <laughs> I so, want to work there. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds well, great. Basically, based off of so, but so what you just said about the larger stores and the guys working off commission, and you're yeah. able to slash prices. Are your employees working off of that commission aspect? No, too? the employee gets um, a straight. Um, Pay okay, rate. cool. Yeah, if they finish the job early, they go home. But the cool thing is, my my employees they they don't like to go home. Let's say they finish <laughs> early, they'll be in the back parking lot. Um, we just hanging around. I'll go in the back with them. I'll sit in the curb with them. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And um, we'll be like, just hey, what's up? Yeah, there we go. That's so good. And Damn they deal. hang out until nighttime. And the then, old days, man, like 70s furniture stores. Yeah, smoking this is in not, there. And, this is not like, <laughs> you know, just, uh. it's not where, okay, it's time to go home. And they, they all just go home. They can't wait to leave work, but they hang around with me. That's so cool. Yeah, nice. I love it. You know, I love my my guys. It's just. Pat wants awesome. to know if you're hiring. <laughs> I need a um, job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have more stores. Why not? Yeah. 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 You know, I, wa I watched him sell snow to an Eskimo. I'm just saying. Uh -huh. So if you want to. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I cannot complain. Being my own uh, boss and, and just having the freedom. That's, nobody's breathing down your neck. 
uh, I set up my own rules. I'll do whatever I want. That's that's the <laughs> that's best amazing. thing. I love it. And the thing is, make enough money where you pay to make the wife happy. Yeah. You know, and and uh, that run up the AC all day money. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. That's the yeah, dream. As right long there. as the wife's happy, then then everything is golden. Now, what um what what hurdles were there though in starting this hurdle business? was uh, in starting the business was um okay first of all location wise. Um, you were in a weird spot before. Yeah, the location is actually not the best spot. That's not the first choice that I have, but that's the only place that I can afford. The, the, you're talking about the first spot off of State College. Oh, the first spot. No, I'm talking about the, the spot now. off of State College was weird. No, yeah. your spot now I thought is nice. Oh, better? By the freeway, I mean. Well, the one in State College in the beginning without the construction, very busy high flow traffic area. Oh, uh, Cal State Fullerton. Yeah, Cal State were, Fullerton. Yeah. Um, but we're situated in a corner, but you have to think back then, there was Linder's Furniture. And oh, yeah. all the shopping row restaurant, they were open. So Linda's Furniture would advertise, and then people would go next door and buy from me. <laughs> so I didn't have to advertise. They did the advertising for me. Nice. And, or let's say a customer come over and they go, I want this couch from Linda's. They show me a newspaper. Okay, no problem. I'll get it for you. And I'll slash the price by 100 bucks. And then free delivery, free tax. And then Linda be all pissed off. Like, the heck's going on? They lost all the sales Capitalism. to us. Nice. Because that's why I don't mind going against the big guys. Capitalism, bro. Yeah, and that my um, my brother-in-law, um, his family, actually, they own a very successful furniture store in really? yep, Utah. Told me. Yeah. Yes, and that's and man. It's I never knew furniture was such a lucrative. No, there's 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 money in everything. It's just that you have to enjoy what you you do. Mm. Like I enjoy what I do. If you don't like it, you don't want to be there. You know. But it's um, it's it's nice. Yeah. When I asked him to be on the podcast, Matt, I said. Uh, I said, yeah, so 7.30, here's the address, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, okay, I'll be there. I was like, wait, you know, you're sure? He's like, yeah, I was going to do jujitsu, but like, I'm all right. Like, I'll just show up. It's no big deal. I skipped jujitsu because I want to get here all sweaty. And <laughs> yeah. So we handle that for you here. Hey, from, no, from getting beat up. No that's fine because it's a sauna in here. So yeah, it's, it's hot. You'll get sweaty okay. anyway. It's not as bad as some, some guy hanging on to you, you know, behind your back. Any, anybody who ever wants to be a guest on either Whiskey Babble or Crowd Garage, go for the PM slot. Like yeah. there's the first one. It's still, the sun's kind of out. Uh-huh. It's still hot. Sauna. This spot right now, the afternoon. No, right now it's not like bad. There's a it's, cool breeze. It's nice. You yeah. know, it's, it's still warm. So it's like you're not outside shivering. So for everybody listening, that's Pat. He's actually the host of Growler Garage. And um, I know it's been itching him because uh, Kevin here is actually a Porsche guy, and we've had quite a few conversations about Porsche. So, <laughs> Pat, why, I'm gonna let you guys talk for about five minutes here. Oh man, ready, go, go. <laughs> so, all right. So we talked beforehand a little bit about that you have a 996 Porsche, which yeah. was the first of the water cooled yes. Porsches. Um, and you you mentioned that you have a little bit of a desire to get into the air cooled yeah, Porsches. Yeah. What is it about the air cooled Porsches that really is drawing you towards them? Um, Every little kid has their, their little dream. Mm-hmm. So when I was in uh, seventh, eighth grade, we, I had a little picture of the on my wall. You know, in the 80s, you have yeah. your 911 picture. And growing up, that was the car. Yeah. Um, the, the air cool sound, mm-hmm. you can't replicate that with other motors. It just has this, this distinct sound. And when you mm-hmm. drive it, um, everything's manual, of course. There's right. no power assistant. Um, the road, you can feel every little thing on your steering input. It's just you and the, and the car. It just... There's no electronic steering. It's not numb, and it's just raw. And that's right. you know. There's that guy. Um, I don't. I think I, his name was Magnus. Is that Magnus his name? Walker? Yeah, Magnus Walker. Yes, yeah. he's the one that made all the prices goes up. Because right, it's his fault. Yes, yeah, his fault. He calls himself the Urban Outlaw. Yes, and I love his cool video. Hey, oh, yeah. mentioned him, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean he he does great work. I love what he does. Yes. but 
he has kind of reinvigorated. Yes. The the 80s Porsches were just starting to get down to the point where yep. somebody like myself, I couldn't afford like a 930 Turbo or anything, but maybe like a 911 Target Top or something. It was getting to the point where I'm like, yeah, maybe I can afford that Yeah, soon. not anymore. Not anymore. No, because all of them can like be made cool. mainstream and yep. everybody jump in the bandwagon and the price is just escalating like so high right now. Yeah, we talked yeah. about, um, I used to own a couple of 914s, which is the kind of the... Uh, the bastard stepchild of Porsche because yeah. it's part VW, yep. you know, part Porsche. Yep. I love the car. Th- yeah. Right? <laughs> I love the car because they're mid-engine. They're, they're kind of the oh, precursor to the handling. Boxster, if you will. Yes. And uh, I I bought mine. I um, It was a 71 Porsche 914. I bought it um, about 10 years ago for $1,200. I sold the bumpers <laughs> alone for $1,200, broke even on it, did all kinds of stuff to it, sold it without the engine for $1,400. Wow. Because... I bought it. I got lucky. I bought uh-huh. it at the time when nobody like was really perfect looking. timing. Oh yeah, I didn't. It wasn't even on purpose. I sold it because I, I needed to pay off a credit card and yep. I was out of work and all kinds of stuff. And I sold it and I was like, wow, like what's happening? I'm like, I'm gonna get another one in six months. I looked oh, for six it. months, four grand for a running one. You know and how it's much a piece right of now? Crap. Oh gosh, probably it, to get a running 914, even if it's a four cylinder and it's a pile of junk. Yeah, it's probably at least five or six grand. Now. No, right now just a, a one that's running, not even that great condition. You're looking at about eight to ten thousand. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! If it's done right, like you, uh, twenty five thousand waited. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have sat on it for the next seven <laughs> years. Crazy. You could have. You yeah. could, one you day. Found a way. <laughs> one day. That's but, what I'm hoping to do with the midget. No, the midget you got to keep. He has an MG for oh, those nice. listening. I have a 72 Matt. MG midget. Oh, wow. Yeah. All, all original? All uh-huh. original. Sort it's got of, the yeah. original numbers matching, 1275, four-cylinder nice. in it. Yep. Overheats, Drive? just like the day from the uh, factory. It doesn't run right it now. Run. Yeah. Wow. It, uh, we, we're in the process of rebuilding the it. Is, it is got the it. longest running restoration project on the planet. Well... <laughs> There's my dad's charger. Well, get married and have kids. Forget the project. It's okay, he has second kids. He's married. He's That's ma- why he's, he's married with a kid. <laughs> my dad has a 73 charger that um, he drove home from. It was his dad's car. My grandpa's car bought new. Uh-huh. Um, so my dad brought it home in probably like 1993. There's a picture of me cleaning the wheels when I'm like five years old. <laughs> and it's now 2015. Wow. And uh, we took the car apart a couple weeks after that because um, we were going to hot rod it out and all this kind of stuff. And it's not changed. It's in <laughs> fabulous shape, nice. though, because all those Russell's cars have still been on the road for those last 22 yep. years. And this car is just all in California. Zero, zero rust on this thing. It's been covered yeah. inside the whole time. It's it's just, it's all in pieces. But, I mean, it's solid. Wow, so that's the number one cool. longest running car, but yours is number two. So yeah, why I mentioned two. Magnus all that time back was because he actually mentioned, because you guys were talking about handling on the road. And I, to me, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big driving fan. I don't it's whatever to me but he was the first I person I mean yeah you drive a Prius so. what? you drive a Prius so. drive something some, drive a driver's car and I said it to everybody <laughs> I've driven like, and I don't mean, I'm not knocking your Prius your Prius is a fantastic daily driver Easy. what I mean by that is <laughs> if you oh, really drive a car that's meant to be driven a BMW M series really like through, like on a track or like through a canyon no, or something just not, not oh, I enjoy that well, like, I've go, driven dude I've driven a Lambo but on the fr- okay. okay that's weird but, but like you, on the freeway it doesn't it doesn't do it. Now, I'm not a big Lamborghini fan myself, but if you drive like the '80s, just raw feeling, just mechanical so car. Back it's, to it's awesome. Back to what I was originally saying. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of driving, but listening to Magnus talk about driving mm-hmm. really made me like go like, oh shit! Like this is really, it's an art form almost. You know what Definitely. I mean? To some people, Definitely. like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Because he did that that mountain or that hill range or whatever with Rogan and somebody oh. else. What's the other guy's name that he's always with? I, I don't follow the Joe Rogan stuff that much. No, no, Magnus. Well, I'm talking Sh- about Magnus. Rogan's got a sick ride. Does he? Yeah. He's got a His GT3. Porsche. Yeah. Um, Shark Works. Oh, amazing. Oh, 
It got backed into. Did you see that a couple weeks no, ago? No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, he was parked at the at a comedy store and somebody backed into it and wrecked his oh whole bumper. You know what? They probably did on purpose because they know it's his car. <laughs> hit, and, hit and run and bounce. Yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with the third person. You're, you're, I'll probably know the name when you say it, but I don't know off the top of my head who you're talking I about. Can't, Matt I'll, Harris? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Oh, you mean uh, Magnus? Who's he's with? Yeah, no, there's Magnus. So Rogan had Matt Farah? This Matt Farah, Matt oh, Harris. Matt Farah. Uh, the burning tire. You smoking yeah, tire. Those yep. guys. Great, um, great. Um, host. Matt Farah knows this stuff. Yeah. He does that. Um, he does that. Um, YouTube series that's mm-hmm. um, the where it's the unedited one hour or whatever it is just drive yeah. in somebody's car. Yeah, at the Tohunga Canyon. Yes, oh, he did my friend. Cool. Did my episode. friend's Volvo S60. Nice. And um, <laughs> the Volvo, he called it the Prancing Moose. He had the Ferrari ripoff badge on it with the moose <laughs> instead of Isn't it. The Vol- the, that's the same car that's in the uh, Drive My Volvo. This newer than that, but yes, it's the same. Oh, okay. It's a, he had like a 2002 or so oh. with a turbo. I think it was still a turbo five cylinder, just nice. built though. I mean, oh, he did really? all the engine stuff, but nothing suspension-wise, and it was all just... Alex Ross. I'm not familiar with Alex Ross. Magnus Walker and Alex Ross. Mm, okay. Not Alex familiar with Alex Ross. Ross. Yeah, he, he's a big Porsche guy, too, I mm. guess. But, um, yeah, no, it, it just made me realize, oh, shit. Because, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not that big of a car guy, you know? I'm, I just... Eric Cole's next. I'm saving for an Eric Cole, for sure. There you go. Sweet. Wait. We'll cruise. Can't wait. <laughs> Bring it on back. We're, We're gonna, gonna have an air cooled guy um, on a whiskey on a growler garage. I always get it confused. I always want to call my show Whiskey Babble. Your show uh, Growler Garage. <laughs> um, it's called the car's called the Growler. Um, Alex Bermudez. Um, I saw that. Yes, beautiful video. I am, oh, that yeah, white nine six four. Oh, should, gorgeous. Yeah. We're gonna be having him on. The He's show. coming on. He's yeah. gonna be on our show at some point. When? Uh, Probably in the next couple of weeks. We're not oh. sure. We haven't nailed down the date. I'm, I've done wow. some driver coaching with him. I've done some some karting work with him. Nice. So he's a... Uh, yeah, he's that video is awesome. I love that sound that car makes. Yeah, oh, it's that's, cool. a, oh, that's a cool video. They call it, it looks the so for good reason. It looks oh, so yeah. clean, that 964. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, man. Back Jake's to, lost. So why furniture? <laughs> so <laughs> I can make some money to buy the air cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And watch this. And go clubbing, no. <laughs> so, so you, so, so you fell into furniture because that was the family. Yeah, and it's what I knew best because when I went to Cal State Fullerton, I was studying marketing, mm-hmm. and then all my friends graduate and they work for corporate America, and they didn't like it. You know, you you study four years, you go to work, and there's people backstabbing you, talking trash behind your back, trying to cl- climb up the ladder, and um, I heard about that. I go, you know what? I don't think I want to go that route. So, I went to uh, be my own. Uh, be your own boss. Boom boss. Now, did you yeah. have to learn, um, like, coming up and being your own boss? Did you have to learn what it took? I.e., like, yeah. Um, you know, did you? Did, were there points where you're like, man, I don't have what it takes. I, I don't know if I can do this. No, no. I my mindset was very strong. The only thing I wasn't sure was about um, bookkeeping and accounting wise. Oh, okay. Um, it's trial and error. You know, um, first you're a little bit. After the IRS took my first two businesses, I realized I had. Oh, to tell me. About <laughs> it. Um, tell me about it. Figure I, something out. There's one person I'm not scared. Uh, I mean, I'm not scared of anybody. The mm-hmm. only thing I'm scared of in this world is the IRS. The IRS and IRS. my arm bars, right? You got a crazy <laughs> nasty. <laughs> arm bar. Yes. Um, but yeah, the IRS, man, that's the only uh, only thing I'm scared of. Yeah. Yeah. So what's and that was going to be one of my next um, questions. Like, what's what are like the legal aspects of starting your own business? Like, what is involved? It's actually not. You can't just like you can't rent a building and start putting shit in there. Well, the thing is, to, in order to rent something, of course, your credit has to be good because your lease, um, your name, they check your credit. Um, always maintain good credit. Um, make sure you have money in the account because they're going to check your, you know, you have enough money to pay first, second, last months, and of course, it's a fat one. 
mm-hmm. because it's commercial. Um, and always it's uh, either um, a five year or a 10 year. And you never want to sign a, a personal guarantee because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, if you get sued. Yeah, you uh, get sued. Let's say you do a personal guarantee. If your business flop within a year, you sign a 10 year, you're screwed. And if you have a house and all that, they're going to go after you. Yep. Um, so it is very stressful. It's very scary, but that's that's what we take as business owners. That's the fun, the excitement kind of too, right? It's, it is. It's, it's a gamble. Uh, what? It's a gamble. Yeah, did your heart race as you were signing the lease? Like more so in jujitsu than than business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. when he goes when he goes, Kevin and Jake go together, you oh, can man, see his like, fucking yeah, chest. I'm just so fucking. scared of no. <laughs> He's like, Oh, don't let the chest hair touch me. Oh god. god. You know, Mike Oh yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. No, last night Mike um we were rolling and he we had to start where there's a position called mount where they basically the person's sitting on your stomach uh, yep. almost with their legs to the side and you know then there's low mount high mount there's different x mount whatever so mike and, and <laughs> mike gets on top of me and he and he like he does like this and pulls open his gi and i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh fuck so it's like, not again i got a 220 pound you know trained bull sitting on top of me <laughs> and he, and so there's actually a move where like you use your chest to widen up their neck Mm-hmm. So that you can get your your hands in there to secure a choke, right? So Mike throws open his gear and gets down and is just rubbing his <laughs> chest on my face like this. His sweaty insert, chest. Insert seventies uh, music. Uh, no, seriously, right here. Oh. And so like I finally like, and I couldn't like move my head. So he's it's very awkward. Yeah. So then finally I'm like able to get my head to the side and he's going like this on the side of my face. And I'm like, was his nipple rubbing against yeah. your face? And I wish you could like, I wish you could see like just the look at the feet on my face. Like I was just like. <laughs> that's like, like uh that's like when when mike and i used to live together yeah like, i obviously like i'm i don't purple do, belt mike by the way peon peon yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah he, I, I used to live, live with, with mike oh really wow my, mike i've known mike since we were like little little kids oh wow so we were roommates for a couple years and by the way it strokes mike that we talk about him on i know podcast. it does so uh <clears throat> Uh, he he would like come downstairs and like sneak up behind me because our couch there was like some space where you could walk behind the couch and like so he would like sneak up behind me and like get me into like all these crazy holds <laughs> and the first few times you want to tap bitch I, you want to tap I would try to like fight my way out of uh-huh. it and then obviously that it was surely a makes it worse <laughs> <laughs> so I developed the uh, the mindset of fighting back only makes it worse yep. if if, you, if I just sit there and like let him do it. Let him do it. He loses interest and goes. Yeah, away. Then he goes yeah. Well, the more you fight back, the more he's gonna like you know <laughs> prove you wrong. So if I just ragdoll, he's like, yeah, uh, he gets oh, bored. He gets bored and walks away. <laughs> See, I, I think like David and I are probably the only guys in the whole academy. But like Mike will get in like as he's doing that, you know, he'll be like, yeah, you fucking like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like no, that's I'm totally like, how he that is. That's so but, bad. But like you know, it's funny because you just go. Like you, know, like you can like like audibly hear me go like oh, just like giving up. But like, yeah, take that bitch. Take that. Like, he's like, I'm like yeah, okay. but don't don't ever feed into it though. No, because the then point. it's just, oh my god. Then that's it's ten so times bad. worse. See what I did one time was I actually I don't know what position we were in. But like I leaned in and like I kissed him on the cheek. Okay. As like as like a little like you know what I mean? Just to like, you know, whatever, like like freak him out. So I lean in and I'm like I'm like, what's up? Like that kind of deal. And dude, he held me down, held me down and licked 
from like chin. Oh, that's disgusting. Until here. Oh. He like licked the side oh, of my face. Why? And he's just, like, just like, remember. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Like, that was all salty and sweaty. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Because we talked, remember how we talked about how, how Mike is like just one word? Yeah. That's like all Mike yeah. has to use to like describe a, a situation. It's, it's like one word responses, but like they're perfect. Like, you know, you'll be cooking dinner, like, hey, Mike, how was dinner? And he'll be like, glorious. <laughs> and, and you know, like, dinner was good. So that's why, like, he looks and just remember. And I'm like, how can I forget? My favorite thing about Mike is when we were at a match rehearsal dinner before his wedding. We're at a Mexican restaurant. And, oh, uh, yes. And uh, the waitress comes up and she goes, all right, what's everybody want to get? And Mike just looks at her stone solid face, goes, what's the biggest thing on the menu? Because <laughs> I'll get that. And yeah. she's like, uh, like the enchilada. He goes, yeah. What's, what's the biggest thing on the menu? That's not a common. That's a, quite a common order. Actually. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like that's not a big deal. It reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where it's like I'll have the most expensive thing on the menu stuffed with the second most expensive yeah. thing. It's like all right, lobster stuffed with tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike goes to Mike goes to friggin' you know yogurt land with a trash bag and just <laughs> <laughs> puts it on the scale at the end. <laughs> just weigh it. <laughs> That'll be twelve dollars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. How much do you got? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Tell me how much yogurt um, is here right now currently. Okay, I'll take. How that. much yogurt is on the property currently? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Dude. When he went against that guy at the last tournament, the guy outweighed him by 150 pounds, something like that. But he and smoked. I, and I could just imagine Mike, like, yeah, you, you bitch, yeah, yeah. Take Mike's that. like, yeah, I could take him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kiss you too when I'm done. Like, <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. <laughs> wow. wow. But that's what, like, yeah, he texted me on Saturday and he was like. Like, um, hey, you know, because, you know, the fights are over. And he's like, yeah, the fights are done. We're going to the ranch. Yeah, I was with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And did you guys go to the ranch, too, uh-huh. with him or no? Yeah. Oh, uh, I did. Where was, oh, Camille went home with Liam? No, Camille hung out with Lakina. I thought you had Liam with you. Yeah, we did. Oh, they stayed at the house? Yeah. It was just the boys went out? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, so Mike, Mike, yeah, we're going out, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, like, Taylor, Taylor and I were just chilling on the couch watching that documentary that I was telling you about. And Dude, we should have came to the ring. And we were chilling. I didn't want to go out. Neither did he. And uh, Quitter. Yeah, it's, okay. Well, I never started, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I was a quitter. I would say I was a, just a never starter. <laughs> do nothing, bitch. What? Uh, do nothing, bitch. Yeah, there we go. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> See and um, see what I did there. So, but so like he texts me, and he's like, and I could tell he was like intoxicated from his texting. Like you can know Mike simply by his texting. Oh yeah, my, Mike, was ham- <laughs> Mike was hammered drunk. So I knew he was drunk. So I'm like, all right, man, you guys just have fun and be safe. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm gonna stay here with Taylor. And he's like, yeah, thanks, Dad. I'm like, what? No, I wasn't even trying. I was just saying, man. Like, whatever. He ended up texting me and apologizing the next day. He's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have acted like that. No, it's like, it's not a big deal. He's man. literally the best. <laughs> no, we have a lot of cool guys in our gym. Yeah, we have yeah. a we have a, a we have a good academy. crew. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I, were you at the uh, the latest belt promotion? No, I had to work. Oh, I got okay, retail yeah. hours. I thought I made my own hours. Right, what's happening? <laughs> no, I do, but on re- on Saturday and Sunday, I cannot leave. I have to be there because those days are busy. Oh, yeah. Customer comes in, and um, that's that's the only time to, you know, try to hustle and make some money. How many units do you move on a busy day? A unit as in sales? Like a piece of furniture. One piece of furniture. How uh, many we pieces have like uh, four to five deliveries a day. Okay. Yeah, going everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So Interesting. Keep us busy enough. Yeah. You know? Sounds yeah. like it. What what would like what would your do you have any advice that would go out to like somebody trying to or wanting to start a small business? You know what? If someone starts out, I would recommend. Um, of course, everybody's gonna say location, location. But you know what? It's 
price price because it costs a lot of money for good location um find one that's decent but mainly the rent has to be low yeah but, people will drive to yeah. another you know like another county yes in order to get a car for like a hundred dollars oh, cheaper yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's real it's, life yeah it's oh, unreal yeah. man same with like, furniture so true. i have customer from la and hollywood driving down to my store wow yeah really that's high praise just because i told them free delivery to hollywood i do free delivery oh wow and uh, no sales tax if you, hey. you know, do you pay. own a do you now do you own like a bobtail or something or do you or do you no we rent have the company? we have our own um truck mm-hmm. and my guys is a subcontractor Oh, okay. So they'll come, they just deliver everywhere. And, um, you know, I cover for it's them. It's like an Uber for moving. Yeah. I mean, the no sales tax is no joke. Like, I, I obviously didn't know that you did this. Otherwise, when I bought furniture for this entire friggin' house at uh, one time, I would have probably done that. It adds up once. fast. Oh, it adds up fast. Oh, my gosh. I I yeah. mean, it's we bought two desks and couches, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's a three-bedroom house. We furnished the entire house wow. when we moved. And we went to Ashley, and they waived the sales tax for us, mm-hmm. which was like... A couple zeros dropped off of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a big yes. deal. And, uh, you know, so that was great. And the cool thing is when I say free delivery, it's not like we do, we go to your house and curbside drop off. No, my guys will bring it in. Nice. Um, assemble everything for you. And the only thing I, I ask <laughs> I ask my customer because, you know, they're, they're good workers. And, yeah. um, it's VIP treatment Just, right just there. you know what? Just good. tip them. It's beer money. Yeah. That's it. That's all I asked. I would awesome. love, I would love for the owner of a store yeah. to tell me, like, "Yeah, man, just give them a tip, bro. They they got to get some beer, you know, <laughs> right? I, that that'd be more of a reason for me to tip. Absolutely, I think. Oh, you know, what's I, think, I think I would tip probably two hundred percent more Down of the time <laughs> than. No, the cool thing is um, if I knew the real reason why they wanted exactly to tip money. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, like Down um. Come on, I'll, just take care of them. It's beer money. Like down Long Beach, when uh, my father used to have a store down in Long Beach. I'm talking about this is Long Beach, the LBC. Trip the food. Yeah. Compton, like, Long Beach, yeah. Inglewood, the, the LBC. Okay. <laughs> um, the cool thing about down there, I mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. My driver drove by. They got shot at. Oh my, oh gosh. my god. <laughs> These guys were sitting in front of the porch. Okay, Asian driver drive by. I mean, they don't shoot like direct at the car, but they yeah. shot like up in the air to yeah, let yeah. them know, like, hey, you're driving the wrong hood yeah um but wow. delivery wise Yo, this is um, ashley's hood homie you in the wrong area <laughs> you know what they get for tip what's that it's cool man they get joints <laughs> they get weed a bag they that get uh, awesome. you know, yeah so that's down long beach they get all this free stuff that's hilarious i mean it's funny yeah. you reminded me that you know tips being the beer money is i was told a long time ago to uh, leave your your trash man a, a 30 pack of beer every now and then because uh-huh. they'll take a lot more care of you like if your trash is sticking out a little bit too far uh-huh. out of the trash can and it's a little bit over the limit they'll take care of you if you leave them some beer every now and then oh yeah huh. and uh you know if you put something on the curb <laughs> step like some cardboard some styrofoam that's not in the trash can <laughs> they'll take it <laughs> like, i learned that know. One. it's a good life pro tip it's good i know. learned in um it's funny because when my wife and i went on our honeymoon um, I, a bunch of the guys that I work with are from Mexico, and they're like, "Dude, they're like, give the guy like a ten dollar tip right, right from the start, your first drink." Oh, that's to care of you. And like, give him mm-hmm. ten bucks. You know, say something funny so they remember you. Yeah. And you're you're taking care of for the rest of the fucking weekend. And yeah. sure as shit, like I gave those guys. I think I gave them twenty bucks each on the first day. And it was, I mean, curbside service, dude. All over the place. I would yeah. show up and they'd be right. I mean, I, we gave them a few more tips throughout the week. But, like, I would just swim up and they'd have, like, my drinks waiting for me because they knew what I wanted. Yeah. And, like, when they, they did this thing cool. where they'd serve out of a coconut or serve out of a pineapple nice. or something like that, they'd set two aside because that's what my wife wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they'd know. So, like, we'd come down. They'd have, like, two pineapples for us or nice. whatever. Like, dude, that was the smartest yeah. thing I ever did. 
Matt so, kind of no. taught us that for our honeymoon because we went to the same, not the same exact place, but the same company. Same company, yeah. Same Sandals. country. Went to Jamaica, Jamaica. and uh, he told me it's like, yeah, just throw some light tips around. And, um, you know, we'd go, I'd go up swimming up to the bar just like you. And they knew what I wanted. There's a red stripe. There's a Jamaican smile. Always extra strong for the wife. Nice. Um, she Dude. didn't know that. It was great. See, I had Done. the, I had the, the, best, I had the right? same treatment once like, on a cruise uh, in the morning, actually. Uh, every time I would walk out there, the uh, bartender would have a uh, Bloody Mary for me. Nice. But that's because I'm a drunk and it was hangover cure. <laughs> Real life, Matt's really a drunk. Boom. Look, I guess you guys understand. Like, Matt's a drunk. Like, I'm a little. That's the most. It's I, becoming an issue. I don't want to say it's disappointing that you had a kid, because it's not. But I miss drunk Matt sometimes. Hey, you know what? I I still remember when Matt. Out. Remember when Matt was puking out. out of the side of Mike's truck on the way back from his. <laughs> Second bachelor party, <laughs> and when he hit his head on the side of the sheet metal shed, yes, there for no reason. <laughs> yes! I forgot about that, dude. We did, we're standing that. like a hundred feet away. We just hear it's completely quiet. Like thunder. Oh. <laughs> I heard like thunder, and then I look over, yeah. and he's and he's laying like this against the sheet metal, <laughs> <laughs> or he's in like the McDonald's like parking lot, and he's just like in the bushes. And like just throwing up at a conference. I had to handle some business, man. Like, okay, sorry. At least they're taking care of him. Like. Sorry, sorry, I like to party. <laughs> then we threw all your wife's girly magazines on you. Yeah. All her cosmos. We took your pants off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I woke up in a wife beater. Yeah. That's it. We put some tissues around <laughs> you and some and some freaking gold bond. You, know, <laughs> you didn't know what was happening. Cosmo's good sometimes. I woke up on the couch, by the way. What? How? We put That's you in the I don't know. I woke I up on the couch. Pictures. I, woke, I know. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> I woke up on the couch. Yeah, that's because Camille got home and was like, Camille, no, fireman Camille. carried you in there. She was like, nope. Camille, right, didn't, right. Get home. Camille didn't get home till like one or two in the afternoon the next day. Were you awake already by that point? Yeah, was, I was alive. He went so in there to get Camille's water. dad probably picked you up. Like, no, he was in uh, Canada. All right, so this raises a couple questions. I ended up on the couch. You went somehow. and got water, and then you passed out. That's, exactly, that's yeah. gotta be it. Did you, you drive around the block first? Probably. Yeah. He went oh. and got water, and then he got halfway back. I was like, "Fuck this!" And then just, <laughs> and then just, because I do that all the time. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You know what it was? <laughs> My father-in-law's dog pissed on our bed. Because <laughs> oh. I woke up in the morning and like. Like my wife's side of the bed, there was this giant piss puddle. <laughs> I'm like, are you he freaking kidding so me? I'm, are you sure it wasn't you? No, I'm, it wasn't me. Because that dog pisses on everything. But, but are you sure though? Because you yes. were really drunk. I don't do that kind so, of thing. Now that I'm married, now I don't think my parents would get mad at me for this. But like the way They're my old get mad. <laughs> the way my parents' mad. house was designed, like my bedroom was all the way at one end of the hallway. And then you had to walk over, you had to walk by their bedroom, and there was the kitchen, right? So they were out of town one one weekend, and Laura stayed the night. And, I mean, we got floored, shit-faced drunk, right? So <laughs> I still, to this day, don't know how I got in there. You guys won't see this on the podcast, but if you're watching on the video, you'll see it. She found me. I, so I'd gone to get water or something, because I still had, like, the cup of water, like, the empty cup in my hand of water. And she found me on my parents' bed. You know, it's a bed. So I'm literally like this. He's slouched <laughs> over, standing on the ground with standing his face on the, ground, on the bed. But my, but my whole upper body was on the bed. And, like, and she nudges me, she wakes me up, and I'm like, what? And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, I, she's like, I woke up terrified. I didn't know where you were. And then I found you, like, standing, sleeping on this bed. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, wow. Full-blown ostrich I mean, Should here. we ask our guest if he has any bachelor party stories? Yeah. You or is that kind of out of the... No, no bachelor story for me, but oh. uh, opening late many, many times. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, man. Every time, like, let's say 
Friday night, if I go out clubbing or, you know, of course, there's yeah. drinking involved always. Um, store is supposed to be open at 10. Oh, I don't fuck open, that noise. I don't open until <laughs> one or two. I cannot wake up. I'm in bed school. laying there and my wife's like, look, you got to go to work. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm just laying there <laughs> dead. And if I get to work, there's like two, three customers waiting for me. And even I get there, right? I'm still messed up. I'm just like gone. You're on my couch. And, <laughs> and the thing is, I get to the store, right? It's Scotch Garden. <laughs> I, I go to my recliner, pull out the recliner. I sit there. Customers like walking around the store. He's on Lazy Boy. <laughs> and I'm I mean, shooting prices from the re recliner. I'm not standing up. I was like four nine nine, six nine nine. How much? How, how much is in your pocket? How much will you pay to get the hell out of here? I have here? a oh my God. Two, two strands of string. Seriously, if I work for somebody, I. I'd be fired. Like, sorry, I won't. I mean, laugh. that's brilliant. The fact that you started a, a furniture store means that you can go to work and and fall asleep on your product. There you go. That's right. Oh, you and you know what? Talking about falling asleep. Okay, there's <laughs> numerous of time where um I'm sitting in my recliner. I doze off. I'm gone, sleeping. And then I had this old lady come up. Excuse me, young man. <laughs> and I, I'm opening my eyes like, who are you? Because I'm gone. Like right. And then she's all, how much is that over there? I look at her, what are you talking about? I have no idea where I was at. Why don't you get the fuck out of here? And then, get out of my house. I look at her, oh, it's five ninety nine. <laughs> Only at, at Roma Furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so many times, customer would wake me up. And I have another lady said, you know what? What happened if somebody came in and they would have took your furniture. They deserve it. <laughs> I told her if they can carry it, they can have it. Duh. That's like my there dad's. That's, that's like it. my dad's quote, dude. Yeah. My dad's like, if some, if they can fucking carry it out, yeah, they, 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 they deserve it. Like they earned it. <laughs> Go to Aroma Furniture on a Saturday morning. Yeah, everybody, everybody. Free recliners. <laughs> if you feed the owner alcohol, he will pass out, and you can oh, take your furniture. You know what's a cool thing? Customer comes in because I always have beer in the back ready to go. Um, <laughs> customer course. comes in I mean, by like a good sale. So me and the customer will be drinking after the sale. Oh, I'm sure. We're like perfect. just cheering, just drinking. Okay, I love it. Dude. I love it. I You've mean, got this, like the yeah. perfect like that's how business was back. You know in the day. what? The yeah. only the only reason I keep going back to the uh, the barber that I go to is because they serve beer. Yeah. Yeah, mine like, does too. That's awesome. And they have like yeah. Playboys and stuff yeah. on the table like, and everything. It's old. School. Nice. I mean, I, I go at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, but. They still serve beer. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's perfect it. for you. Because I'm a drunk. At, so. the place, well, at the place I go to, you could they, they you could smoke cigarettes in there. They got the old Playboys. It's yeah, like, they don't. It's and not, they ask, it's not like, a smoking like, they'll, one. They'll, but. They'll, like, like if a woman walks in, they're like, can you please leave, ma'am? Like this is gentleman only. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Sure. <laughs> if, read read their Yelps, dude. Like That's their Yelp reviews intense. are hilarious. <laughs> I went in there and they told me to leave. My husband could stay, but I had to leave. Like <laughs> fuck these people. Feminism. This is 2015. Even though it's like it's clearly stated. Like there's a big clear sign that says like men only like oh my like, god men's grooming wow like, men only and whatever that's amazing like that's you know that's the, the right cool on. thing is um a lot of kids when they go to a furniture store it's like a maze yeah oh, they'll yeah. jump from one couch to another one bed to another and the parents were like oh Pick my god I'm so sorry gun. my kids are like you know I go it's okay I have a seven eight year old and my kid do the same thing let them have fun they're like are you sure. Just don't crack the head open in my store. Just let them, yeah. let them have fun. And the parents like, don't, don't okay. Hit, don't so, hit my insurance and we'll be yeah, good. I, yeah, I, don't, right. I don't care. It's whatever. I don't really care. 
Yeah. He's, he's still skates with his kids. Yeah, skate, skateboard nice. my kids. Very yeah. cool. It's awesome. <laughs> what what city is your store located in? Uh, Placentia. Placentia. Right up the street. Dude. Right right up oh, I'm just gonna go hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hang out. Let me know. We'll sit back. We'll drink. We'll yeah, I'll bring have, some beer. Have a good time. Done deal. Yeah. Perfect. You might have and, another, and, uh, you might have you another want, guest for you want beer. Oh, I'll yeah. bring uh, more than beer. The cognac. The remy. The all right. Uh, you know, dude. Can we? We need to film a a, a future whiskey babble on location. That at Roma? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah no, if you want to film at Roma, you're welcome anytime. <laughs> we'll do it at Roma, and next time I'll bring the Remy XO. Good shit. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, man. We don't even have to have like, another guest. It'll just be us four sitting around the table and just getting trashed. We'll just have fun. Yeah. We'll sleep no, no, on the beds it's, it's there. It's good. No, <laughs> I love it. on the beds. <laughs> no, I love it. And then you want to lay down? You got so many beds to choose from. Oh, oh my Perfect. God. So many sofas. You know, I love Perfect. it. This sounds the best. Seriously, I, I can't <laughs> complain, you know. So back to <laughs> yeah, it's like the best. No, seriously, I got like, I'm so like lucky. I have the best job, jujitsu right down the street. And it's like, you know what? I love it. He's, he's two lights away from our jujitsu academy. Yeah, it's like it's oh a quarter mile. I time myself cool. a quarter mile. Dude, you got it, man. Yeah. Live, you live your you life got, quarter mile at a time. Customer comes in. Customer comes in like late at night. I go, you know what? I have to go to class soon. They're thinking it's like classes in school, right? Like university. <laughs> I'm like, no. I do jujitsu. You do ju what? No, jujitsu. They have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, I go, I gotta go now. Go, 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 leave, leave. <laughs> Can you kind of get the fuck out? Right. <laughs> so, so many times I go to class late. <coughs> Bruno is awesome. He understand. I go, sorry, I'm late, coach, again. You know, but hey, Bruno's awesome. I show up late every class because I'm coming Bruno's from awesome. Fucking Costa Mesa. It takes me an hour and a half to get there. He just looks at me and he's like, put on your shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, our school is, is so cool. It's like a, like a non traditional, you know, jujitsu school. It's supposed to be traditional because it's, you know, Brazilian, but right. Bruno's awesome. Love, bro, love Bruno. Yeah, he doesn't he's, care. He's awesome. Yeah. As long as you're respectful, that's the main thing. No, always respectful. Do when it comes to want, martial arts, always respectful. Yeah. Um, I, I got two more questions, then I don't, you guys can talk about whatever you want. Anything goes. Because this is some good shit. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> look, come on, Jake. You gotta cheers, man. Come on, man. Oh, Jake, you, I mean, you can take off if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep the camera guy. rolling. Don't <laughs> drink, you guys, dude. This, I got drinking buddies now. Let's just ride this <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> so what? I don't even know. <laughs> how do you? How do you? Uh, how does? How, how does one being a small business owner? How did you figure out like wage levels for your employees? Uh, wage level is this. Um, I don't hire them full time. Mm -hmm. All I need is part time. Okay. And it's uh, let's say if they work like six hours, you post pay per hour. I give them a set set pay. They finish, they go home early. But like I say, they don't go home. They hang out. With so them. they're there for so it's like part time salary. Part time. So that way you don't have hmm. to put them on you know the whole right. full you know payroll and all that. You know, it helps. It helps. Everything huh. helps. Everything adds up. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then lastly, um, what's What's your thoughts on like you know relevance as it relates to the furniture business and starting a small business because you your business has to be relevant mm -hmm. in 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. Now, do you believe obviously everybody needs furniture? Yes. I don't know where the furniture market's going. Do you believe that there's going to be re relevance in 10 years? Um, the most important thing is customer service because we are a service uh, business. You got to please your customer. Oh, and hey, and hey. they are your word of mouth. <laughs> if they're happy, they're gonna tend ten. They're gonna tell ten people. If you piss them off, they're gonna tend 50. tell fifty people. <laughs> yeah. So Anybody that's how it help. is. Real Plus, life. Oh, before the the review on uh, Yelp from my dad was bad. 
<laughs> my dad's like, you don't like it? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I love he's, it. He's from the old Solid. school. Yeah. I love and it. He, they come in and he give him a price and they start like, you know, messing around with him. He said, you know what? Get the fuck out of here. He was like, straight <laughs> out. Get the fuck out of here. They were like, what? He don't care. You know? But me, we're, we're a different generation. Yeah. So we, we please our customer and his service. And it's very important. You know? And good prices and be fair. Be fair with your clients. Don't rip anybody off. They'll come back and they'll tell their whole family. And that's what keeps you in business. You Done. Know? I learned yeah. quite a bit. Do you guys have any other questions? I'm sure you do. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, Producer Matt. I don't, I don't have questions, but there's plenty of shit I'd like to shoot. But I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how long we can go you got, with this. You got me for another, you got me for 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're getting whispers. You Uh-oh. can talk into the you, microphone. You could probably just like say what you're trying say to say. Say straight out. Like she, just she talking didn't, to the she microphone. Didn't tell me anything. All her was ask whatever you want to ask. I'll be honest with you. Does he know he's? Does he know he's Asian? <laughs> <laughs> Dying Squirtle. <laughs> Kaylee, just talking to the microphone. <laughs> just, just, it's like a robot penis. <laughs> so I wasn't here for what? the majority. Uh-huh. Of talking to the microphone. Bend down. There we go. There, ah, uh, there we go. So I wasn't here for the majority of the podcast, yeah. um, so I don't know if you guys asked. Um, how yes, many you can hours? Get discounts. What? <laughs> 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 like, what are the hours, and you know, for your wife, and like, are you homely? Okay, when it comes to personal family, question. You <laughs> <laughs> can try to stay away from it. Ah. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess a better you can stay away. Like, you can is stay it away hard on it. your wife with you owning your own business and the hours okay, are kind she of... She understands. No, um, okay. Right now, she's not working. She's a stay-at-home mom taking care of the two awesome boys. The boys are awesome. Seven and eight, Brandon and Christian. Daddy loves you to infinity and beyond. Perfect. Mom, stay home, take care of them. And that's that. That's great. If she want to go to work, she work. I, I, I never request anything from her. She just take care of the kids and the rest I take care of. I wish I could do that. And then she knows that my schedule is I leave at 8 in the morning early because I got to have my breakfast, my Starbucks coffee before I go to work every day, seven days a week, <laughs> and um, get to work at around 10.30. And then uh, I close depending on the schedule of jujitsu. Mm-hmm. So mon- Monday and <laughs> Wednesday, <love> Monday and <laughs> Wednesday uh, is 6.30, even though I missed the warm-up, which is fine because I have you know, business. And then uh, Tuesday and Thursday is 7.30 because of the, the class. And um, Friday, half day, I spend all day with my kids, whatever they want to do. Uh, and then um, Saturday and Sunday, if the wife want to go out, then I'll spend time with her. And that's where I, I spend time with my family. That's good. Nice. Yeah, always got to spend time with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. So uh, thanks you for being on. I think. Oh, no, thanks lot. for inviting me. Yeah, I had a blast. Oh, no, man. It was I, awesome. I, I hope you enjoyed it. No, I like um, it. Definitely learned a lot. Good stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> as long as they're... Alcohol is all good. Done deal. Watch game on point. Got the Boom. haircut. Look at this guy. Um, thanks for being on the show, Kevin. We really appreciate it. No, we do anytime. Uh, anytime. Yeah, we do a cheers. Hey, cheers, man! So Come cheers on. Right there. You get you guys down it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> okay. <All right>. Um, <laughs> I'm bringing the Remy XO next time. It's so all right. smooth. All right. That's so smooth. I'm holding you to don't that. You, don't you threaten me with a good time now. Yes, right? <laughs> Jake, you can come sit right where I'm sitting for yeah. that one. Oh, man, I'm there. so good. You so should good. have him on Growler Garage, man. I bet you would probably be let's do it. really interesting. Oh, Growler Garage? We're going to sit there and talk about cars all day That's long. That's his podcast. Perfect. Oh, let's, let's do awesome. it. Awesome. We'll, give, we'll give it a couple of weeks so that this one can kind of yeah. manifest on its own. I don't want to steal any thunders. Oh, cool, when bro. you have um, Mr. Bernu- uh, 
Is it Benitez? Bermudez? Yes, we're going to have him on soon. Let me know. I want to come by and just look at his car. <laughs> I'll tell him to drive it. Oh, hey, who's that man. weirdo staring at my car? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he said he drives it daily. Yeah, yeah. he does. That, he drives daily it car. to... And that um, 964 is so... God. The car track I worked at, Same he would drive numbers it right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the, nine, the reason why I say it's 964 is from 1989 to 1994. Mm. Okay. It's a generation Porsche kind of... It's, it's like 911 is such a broad let me ask model. You, let me ask you a quick question, though. Um, does it look like every other fucking Porsche that was made? Yes. It looked okay, like cool. That's all I yeah. wanted to know. But back, okay. back in the yeah. days, it was considered... <laughs> that's all I need to know. Back in the days, it was considered the ugly duckling of the 911. Uh. It was not as desirable. But because nowadays, all the air cool value goes up, it's actually up in prices. Rogan talked about this on one, how air, the air cooled is like... Yeah. He actually the, talked about this specific car. Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't he have one? Well, he has one very similar, I believe, and he talked about that he used the Growler, this specific car, as kind of a reference point yeah. for mm -hmm. what he was trying to accomplish. So. But no, that car is awesome. Oh, my God. He, he made it like a, a RS, like the European spec. Oh, okay. So he, he you know, modified the engine a little bit, just make it like RS. It's just so clean the way he modified it. It sounds amazing. Just shake your head and say yes. Seriously, right. if that car is parked outside right now, seriously, oh, I, I'll just come and wipe his car for free, <laughs> so I can I'll touch it. Know. Just stays in. Oh all day. my god, rubs it with a diaper. I love I it. Know. I love it. No, you don't understand. When it comes to air cool, oh man, it's you, you got to be a fan. If you're not a fan, you won't understand. <laughs> Trust me. Plug yourself real quick. Your store, website, and everything. Oh, uh, it's uh, Roma Furniture um, at uh, 300 East Orange Thorpe Avenue in Placentia. And it's uh, romafurnitureoc.com, the website. Or it's uh, my email, bossfurniture at yahoo.com. Anything um, price or model number, send it to my email, and I can send you back price that are a lot less. Nice. Like a pretty solid. Free delivery, <laughs> always. Uh, free delivery, we pay the sales tax for you, and delivery from here to LA or anywhere free. Very cool. There it is, guys. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you, Kevin, for being a guest again. No, thanks um, for having me. No problem. Anytime, man. Um, whiskeybabble.com. Uh, check it out. We have all of our merchandise up there. You can go to youtube.com slash whiskeybabble, um, at whiskeybabble on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash whiskeybabble. Am I missing anything? Nope, that's it. No, nope. and then also audibletrial.com slash whiskeybabble, over 180,000 titles to choose from. Um, you get one month free when you use that. That login, that's audibletrial.com slash whiskey babble. Um, also, uh, Mamuch, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes, Bruno. <laughs> See that guy? Professor. A live fan. M A M U T E B J J. com. Uh, go check it out. Kevin will be there, as you heard. I'm he's always there, there Monday always through Thursday. <laughs> He'll show you what's up. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Have a great night. And uh, whiskey babble out.